You're listening to the Canadian Taxpayers Podcast, where we're dedicated to lower taxes, less waste, and more accountable government. My name is Franco Terrazano, and I'm the Alberta Director and Spokesperson for the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. And today I'm joined by Alberta United Conservative MLA from Cypress Medicine Hat, Drew Barnes. Now, he's been in uh, provincial politics, I think, since about 2012. So that's almost a decade as a politician. Uh, but today we're, we're not going to hold that against him. And on that note, Drew, welcome to the show. Wow, Franco, thanks for talking to me today. Good to be here. Well, you know, there's a few things that I want to talk about, uh, but just to set everything up for our listeners. Uh, so recently, the Alberta government recently came out, announced, uh, let's just, you know, call a spade a spade, uh, an, another round of lockdowns in Alberta. And uh, your response to that was, let's just say, um, unique. So, Drew, what, what are you calling for? How did you respond to uh, the new COVID-19 restrictions? Okay, great. Thanks for that question. I, I called for an immediate 20% pay reduction for all Alberta politicians, the 87 MLAs, municipal politicians, and our 34 members of parliament uh, in Ottawa. Uh, so important that, that the people that make the decisions are better aligned with those that are affected with, with you know, great uh, grave consequences. And then on top of that, Franco, every bureaucrat making the same as an MLA or more, which is right around $145,000 by the time you count our RSP contributions from the taxpayer. Um, everybody over that as well to have a 20% reduction, both of those reductions for the next six months uh, to, to help show support, to help uh, show solidarity, to, to help public Albertans understand as best as possible what the private sector is going through. Franco, my goodness, uh, some people are losing everything in the private sector. The day that Premier Kenny on Monday announced these further lockdowns, um, one constituent called me, his daughter-in-law has to close her business, his son and his grandson both got laid off that day. Uh, the, the amount of calls and stuff I've had since then, and never mind the, the Albertans that are already were subject to wage support, working fewer hours, or, or not working. Um, so, so hopefully that will help. And then of course the other issue is the long-term impairment of the Alberta balance sheet anyway. The last 10 years have been very, very tough on us. But mostly this is about COVID. This is about everybody truly being in this together. And, and protection for the taxpayer, protection for free enterprise. Well, Drew, there's uh, there's certainly a lot of stuff to unpack in uh, in in that comment there. So so let's get right to it. And and my first question specifically is, um, you know, why do you think it's so important for for politicians right now to take a pay cut? Okay, crucial because we're the ones making the decisions, and it would be best for us to be as aligned as much as possible with those that the decisions are having the effect on. Again, the, the private industry that's, that's been shuttered, that's forced to work under reduced hours, that's forced to work facing the, the COVID risk. Um, and, and the fact that as far as politicians are concerned, the better that we are aligned with, with what's happening in our communities, the, be, you know, the, the better, the better decision-making that, that we'll have. Um, you know, and, and it goes deep. You know, there are 34 members of parliament in Ottawa. There's, there's hundreds of municipal politicians as well as the 87, 87 MLAs. And, and, you know, this has been a tough nine months. Uh, and, and I'm worried about the free enterprise uh, coming out of this. You know, Alberta's led Canada 
for years uh, in risk taking, in wealth creation, and sharing. Um, you know, I, I talk a lot about the $670 billion that has left Alberta since 1960 and gone to the rest of, of Canada, and, and, and sometimes graciously. But Albertans want to take risk, Albertans want to work hard. And uh, we're in a situation where government lockdown rules have, have made that tough. So hopefully a 20% six month cut for all politicians in Alberta and all bureaucrats making the 145,000 or more will help those decisions be based more on reality. Well, Drew, you know, um, of course, we're the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, so we're always looking for ways to reduce the tax burden. But even beside just the obvious savings, um, we, we say that it's, it's, you never want to get to a point where your politicians are, are divorced from the financial realities facing their constituents. And, and Drew, you know, what you're calling for here, this 20% cut for politicians and, and top bureaucrats, it's not unprecedented, right? We saw um, New Zealand right away, the prime minister, uh, politicians, top bureaucrats took a 20% pay cut. We've seen other politicians um, you know, across the globe uh, take a pay cut. We just heard Lethbridge City Council, uh, a, small, a smaller city in Alberta, take a 10% pay cut. Um, and of course, I think more to your point is that for the last five years, we've, we've heard of Albertans, families, small businesses struggle through the downturn. So on that point, you know, what have you been hearing from your constituents about the economic situation that we're in? Um, you know, mostly bad news. Um, many, many are, are saying, you know, that they can't find work. Uh, they're working at half productivity or half pay as to what they used to. Um, one of my good friends, to use an example, is one of the top drillers in all of Alberta and has been doing it for 15 years. He hasn't worked for almost a year. He just started a handyman business. I mean, what a shame that, you know, he'll be a great handyman, of course, but what a shame that is for, for our economy. Frankel, those are the stories that you hear every day. Uh, Medicine Hat uh, used to have 150 or more compressor mechanics for, for oil and gas compressors. I'd be surprised if we count them on one hand now. Those are the things that have happened to hardworking, taxpaying Albertans, and in my case, Cypress Med Medicine Hatters. Um, and frankly, I'm worried about where we come out on the other end of this. I've talked to a lot of wealth creators, a lot of investors who, you know, with, with the high taxation already that existed in Alberta and particularly existed in Canada, are saying that, that they're moving their money. When it comes for them to take time, for them to take risk, for them to create jobs, they do not want to do it in Canada. And that is a huge concern, uh, especially when, you know, when the Canadian story, the Alberta story, we have the resources, we have risk-taking people, we have every opportunity that there should be, and, and we, need, we need the tax structure, we need the policy that will allow these people to prosper, that will allow these people to create wealth and create jobs, and then will allow them to pay taxes so we can have good public programs as well. Um, I'm concerned that the, the extra lockdown that has caused some extra hardship for these businesses already on top of a situation where we couldn't move our resources. We, we had trouble, trouble's a, an understatement. We couldn't get our pipelines to where we could supply, you know, America, the Eastern Canada, and the particularly Asia, our oil and gas to create wealth. And uh, there's, you know, it, it's, this is, this is a, also an opportunity for all levels of government to, to redo the size of government, to redo the effectiveness of government, and let, let's focus on families, communities, and free enterprise. Let's create some wealth and create some jobs, and let's, let's let people pay, pay some taxes in a fair way. 
Well, you know, you touched on the size of government, and I think that is a very critical thing to be thinking about, especially right now. Um, and so let's shift gears just slightly. You know, we've been talking about the need for politicians to take a 20% pay cut, but the other half of your proposal was that for, for top bureaucrats who are making about the same, you know, six-figure level and more as politicians to also take a 20% pay cut. So, Drew, can you just tell us why you think it's important for our top bureaucrats to also be taking a pay cut here? Okay, again, mostly because they're the people with the politicians involved in making the decisions, creating the, the atmosphere and the rules for how we're going to get through COVID. And the better that they're aligned with the private sector, the, the people that create wealth the first time and, and pay the taxes, the better those decisions will be for, for everyone. Um, you know, and, and I think that that's, that's a main reason for it. Franco, one of the things in the background, of course, is there's been pretty common knowledge put out by Canadian taxpayers and by Canadian Federation of Independent Business that Alberta already had a payment premium where we were paying approximately 20% more per capita for our government services. Um, unless, we can, unless we can get back to a strong, strong econ economy with resource movement, these things are gonna have to be addressed down the road. But for what I'm talking about now is just the six months for COVID. Let's get through this, this, this in a good, strong way. And let's get through where, you know, truly, if we all are in this together, let's be in it all together. Uh, and, and from what I'm hearing, from what my comments are, are saying on media and into my constituency, private uh, free enterprise uh, sector has been, been, been very, very hit negatively. And, and hopefully this will, will align things in a way that uh, will make the decisions fairer for everybody. Well, Drew, I just need to add just just a little bit there, um, just to build on some of those comments. You know, I'm I'm our Alberta guy out here, so I, I know Alberta well. And, and one of our key issues is this bureaucrat premium that we're having to pay for in Alberta. And, and one of the clear issues that I'm hearing all the time is that you know during the downturn, so many families, so many businesses, so many workers, they they took pay cuts, they they unfortunately lost their job. But we haven't seen anything resemble that in government. Where on the flip side, we've seen government labor costs go up and up, and you know, labor costs are such a huge portion of the budget. There's, there's really no way you're going to be able to provide meaningful tax relief without addressing labor costs. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, now I want to, I want to switch gears again. Um, and, and let's talk about the political situation here. You know, as, as you know, probably better than anyone, politics is a tough game, uh, but it's also a team game. And I think it's safe to say that you're putting your colleagues maybe in a bit of a tough spot. You know, nobody likes to hear that they need to get a pay cut. So what have you heard from your, from your colleagues and, and other MLAs in Alberta? Yeah. Th thanks for that question. Absolutely. Um, I made it clear to, to them all at a meeting that I was very, very concerned that the rift was growing between the public sector and the private sector. Then when Premier Kenny enforced the, the provincial-wide wide lockdowns uh, and I started to hear the stories again, I thought it was time to, to become a little more public with it. So I'm grateful at this point that uh, we have another caucus call on Monday and I'll have the chance to talk about it some more. I've reached out to many, many of my caucus colleagues, a lot of who are supportive, a lot who wanted to, to hear my thinking on it a bit more. Um, you know, and a lot, of course, we, we all care about Alberta. It's just how we get you know, the, the direction back in line. Um, you know, we're looking at a situation with COVID where, you know, like so many places, our, our big metros are, are hit a bit harder than a lot of our rural areas. How do we balance that? 
you know, and, and, and how do we balance the opportunity to earn a living and, and have some more freedom in, in rural Alberta compared to uh, keeping everybody safe? So, so that will be, a, be an important part of the discussion. Uh, and again, Franco, you know, one of the things that we were talking about a lot before COVID hit was the fact that Alberta is a hundred billion dollars in debt. Uh, you know, Alberta's annual deficit before COVID was going to be eight and a half billion dollars. Um, you know, we, it's important to get our, our resources movement. It's important to trust free enterprise to create that wealth. But as you were saying, it's important to spend taxpayers' dollars judiciously, efficiently, and with the utmost value. And of course, I've long been a proponent for taxes as low as possible and, and to let people have maximum choice in their families and their communities. All right, Drew, I gotta ask, what does your gut say? Do you think, uh, do you think other MLAs are gonna support your proposal here? I, I, I hope they will. Um, my, my, my gut is that there's a lot of empathy for the idea. There, there's huge concern for private and free enterprise Albertans that, and, and, and how we, we make that go forward. If my social media is any indication, Franco, it's, it's 90% of 1,300 people have reached out and said, uh, this is right, this is bang on, or this is not enough. Uh, and, and hopefully it is that. Hopefully it is a strong starting point where Albertans roll up their sleeves and engage each other and, 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 and through you know, places like Canadian Taxpayers Federation, magnify this discussion. So, so when we come out of COVID, we're strong, we have opportunity, we're an exciting place again where there's jobs and we can grow things and create wealth. And, and, and anyway, I just, I just hope that I'll be able to uh, convince the Premier, the Cabinet and, and my caucus colleagues that, that something like this needs to be done. Well, hopefully we do see uh, further leadership because this is something that needs to be done and this is something that the Canadian Taxpayers Federation has been uh, calling for. Now, it's time to, for me to play some devil's advocate. Um, and I got to give you some pushback, the same pushback that I've been hearing as well. Um, what do you say to people who say, well, you know, uh, now is not the right time to be cutting anyone's pay because we got to keep the economy moving forward. What would you say to someone like that? Well, I think the opposite is true. Uh, again, politicians and bureaucrats will make better decisions if their personal situation is closer aligned to what the majority of Albertans are going through. And that is a serious risk and their amount of pay and the survival of their business. That will help us all make better decisions. So that's first and foremost. And secondly, I think the best way through this pandemic or through anything is to stay strong. And, and, and let's look at the things that were hurting investment in, in Alberta. And that was government spending being too much, taxes being too high. Uh, this is a strong signal to all investors everywhere that people like me, people in the UCP government, people that are willing to, to support this, are willing to take a look at fairness, equity, and getting the cost of government down to what it should be. A government that spends less, taxes less. And, and, that's, and that's my hope. So, uh, so I, I would say that to many. Now there's, you know, there's many, there's, there's been a few uh, people text me and say, no, no, keep, keep spending your money, keep making more so, so you spend money throughout the community. Let's not forget how inefficient government can be at taxing people in the first place. The best people to choose, you know, where that money should be spent and, and, and the best way for that money to, to have velocity through the economy is by the person that earned it and by the, the family and the community. 
Well, you definitely make a good point there at the end is that the only way the government has money to spend has to first come from taxpayers, right? Has to first come from families and businesses. And right now, families and businesses are struggling. Okay, here's another common argument that, that I hear. And it's that you have to pay um, your politicians you know, good money. You have to pay top bureaucrats uh, good money, or you're just not going to be able to attract top politicians and top bureaucrats. So what would you say to that argument? Well, I, I disagree with that argument. Um, you know, I'm grateful I'm in my third term representing Cypress Medicine Hat. So there's 87 of us and there's been a lot of turnover in those two, two uh, or those three terms. So, and I, every single MLA I've talked to is there because they have a belief and a value in what they think is better for Albertans. So there's a lot of public service. There's a lot of, of, of that at, at heart. So, so, so I would suggest to you that, that people should be paid fairly for what they do. But I also suggest that there doesn't seem to be any shortage of uh, people that line up for uh, nominations and, and line up to be MLAs. So, so that suggests, suggests there's a, a market uh, supply. Um, the, the cost of bureaucracy, when you look at the, the hundreds and hundreds of people on the Alberta Sunshine List, uh, and, and you know, you look at you look at the cost of that, and uh, you know, again, I would would suggest that that uh, there's lots of good people that when these jobs should be put out, and and then I, you know, that that would would perform them for for a more competitive amount. Franco, I'd al I'd also suggest that uh, you know, government is big. You know, the last estimate I saw during the pandemic, government might be 58 percent of the Canadian economy right now. My goodness, that is absolutely not sustainable and it's not efficient. And, you know, another point I'll, I'll go to is I was talking to a small business person an hour ago who works 65 hours a week, probably for a low wage. And, and as a consumer, as an Albertan, I'm so glad people do that. And, and, and so let's encourage that, that sector. And, uh, you know, I, I, guess, I guess I'll end with this. Uh, you know, we've got 87 MLAs, we've got 34 M MPs in Alberta. We have a lot of government in Alberta kind of municipalities. And I think it's time to, to look at all those and, and, and look at, uh, look at uh, costs. And, and I'll end that, this part with New Hampshire. Um, I don't know if you know, New Hampshire has 408 state legislators, uh, two-year terms. They're all volunteers. Um, you know, uh, so, so I guess what I'm saying is there's other ways to look at things. Well, I, I, I didn't know that, but that's definitely something that we need to, we need to look into more. And I'm, and I'm sure you definitely caught the attention of a lot of our listeners with that last point. Now, um, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and Drew, there's, you know, ever since I saw this, the letter that you came out with the day following the restrictions, I've had one, one overarching question on my mind. And that really is why, um, let's, let's be frank. I mean, you won your last election by a large margin. So it doesn't seem like, you know, you really need more votes. Um, also, you know, asking your colleagues to take a 20% pay cut doesn't seem like a way to, to benefit you within caucus. Uh, so, so why are you doing this? Oh, well, I, uh, I guess I, I believe that it's the right thing to do. Uh, I believe again, that uh, private, industry, private free enterprise Albertans are under a lot of stress right now. Uh, you know, my goodness, I couldn't imagine running some of the small businesses that they are right now under the rules and the conditions and, and, and people are trying to support them, but, but a lot of people aren't out and about for personal reasons. So, so I think it's the fairest thing to do. And secondly, Franco, 
a large part of my heart's always been in free enterprise and, and, and the value that gets added. So, so it was easy for me to see the, the unfairness and, and the fact that it wasn't there. And then when, when my friend called me and said, hey, my daughter-in-law has to close, my son and my grandson just got laid off, you know, all in private. And then you start to really, really realize. And then, and then as you mentioned earlier, uh, the New Zealand government, uh, the Lethbridge City Council, uh, other people are taking leadership. Why shouldn't Alberta MLAs? Why shouldn't Alberta bureaucrats? That's a good way to put it. And um, let's let's shift gears just one more time. I only have a few more questions left. I know I know you're busy. Um, so you know we've been hearing, I guess, some rumors about a potential sales tax uh, down the road. At the very least, we haven't heard Finance Minister Travis Taves shut the door on a potential sales tax. So Drew, I have to ask, uh, what are your thoughts on a provincial sales tax in Alberta? absolutely against it, an absolute non-starter. Uh, I will fight that to the end. First of all, Franco, as we talked about, Alberta already spends 20% more per capita than any other province for our services. Um, why would we continue to, to feed you know, a situation like that? So, so it's clear to me that, that the Alberta government, and, and in my three terms, it's been PC, NDP, and now UCP, are given a lot of our hard-earned tax dollars. So, so why would we reward them with more of our, our tax dollars? Um, you know, some people will say to me, oh, well, it would be great to replace the income tax. Yeah, well, I mean, the, let's be honest about that. The income tax was a temporary measure for World War I. And when we're running this year, I think it's a $22.5 billion deficit. Uh, we need to get off the backs of our economy and get off the backs of the next generation, you know, first and foremost, that's, you know, we're a hundred billion dollars in debt that eventually the interest and the cost of repaying that debt is going to squeeze out all our important priorities like social services, healthcare, and education. So I'm absolutely against, against a PST. Uh, I'm, I'm against the government spending more money. We, we, we take enough from Alberta families, Albertans, and Alberta Free Enterprise now, and it's time to, to start for value. It's time to give them more choice. All right, so let's talk about that $100 billion debt problem. We got, we're steamrolling right towards $100 billion in debt. My, that feels like um, such a long time ago since, you know, uh, the former Premier Ralph Klein held up that paid in full sign in the summer of 2004. We've fallen quite a bit since then. Um, $100 billion in debt, maybe the largest provincial deficit in our history. Um, and you just said you're against a provincial sales tax, which by the way, I agree, Canadian Taxpayers Federation, we're also against a provincial sales tax. But hey, we need to know, uh, how would you fix our, uh, our province's finances then? Okay, well, we, we have to have some, some across the board cuts in spending. Uh, we have to look at some ministries and, and the size of government that, that need to be, be considerably reduced. Um, there's lots of, of room for support there. Uh, Frank, although I'll, I'd be honest, I'd start with the tax cut. Right now, Alberta has a 2% uh, small business tax rate on top of the federal Ottawa tax of 10%. A lot of other provinces have 0% tax on their small business. I think we got to get to zero uh, and, and encourage our, our free enterprise and our small businesses to have, have more opportunity. But then we have to, to look at our spending, get our per capita spending at the very least in line with British Columbia. Um, estimates I've seen that would save about $8 billion a year. So post COVID when, return, when spending can return to a more normal level, there's $8 billion we can save right there. But Franco, it's also about Ottawa. Um, I'm grateful that Premier Kenny asked me to be on the fair deal panel, but 
it was clear to me after hundreds and hundreds of Albertans went to the mics and spoke about it's better for Canada when Alberta is a strong part of Canada. It's better for Alberta families and communities when we're growing, when we're prospering, when we're sharing. And, and we need to get resource movement. We need to get free trade. Canada is so inhibited by our lack of free trade that, that it's absolutely somewhere we, ha we have to focus on. Um, and then, uh, you know, equalization payments, uh, there's going to be a referendum uh, in the fall of 2021. Albertans asking Ottawa to do something about uh, equalization. I mean, it's appalling to me the fact that, that you know, we've paid $670 billion to Ottawa since 1960, and, and Premier Kenny asked for a, a small rebate on the on the equalization on something called the fiscal stabilization and Ottawa gave us a small, small amount when so many of my friends and, and community members are hurting economically right now. Um, we, 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 have to, we have to work on our, our arrangement with Ottawa. So let's get our spending in line. Let's get a better deal with Ottawa. Let's get the right taxation level so the economy and free enterprise can grow. And because we're risk takers, because we're hard workers, we, we, will, we will be fine. Well, Drew, I think, I think we're going to end on that note. So, so thank you so much for joining the show, for sharing your insights into the province's finances, and, and for taking leadership here and, and pushing your colleagues and top bureaucrats uh, to, try and, to try and share in the tough times as well. So thank you uh, for coming on the show today. Franco, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Of course. And for our listeners out there, we're going to include a petition in the show notes, which is supporting Drew's proposal. It's calling on all politicians to take a 20% cut and all top bureaucrats who also take a 20% cut. Um, included in the show notes, we're also going to include a link uh, to a few op-eds that we wrote on this issues. One is going to be on why politicians need to share in the burden. And another one is going to be on why more UCP MLAs need to speak out against a potential sales tax in Alberta. And on that note, thank you all for listening. We'll talk soon.